in and out of institutions, on and off of the medication. Uh, a common symptom and, and characteristic is that people get to a point where they feel they don't need the medicine anymore and stop taking it, and then there could be a decline in their mental health. Then you have the third uh, set of individuals who experience schizophrenia, and those may be the individuals we see out on the street, homeless, untreated. You know, they could die from the hands of someone else or ultimately from themselves. So it can be very dangerous situation, but again, it's important to understand and know the resources. In my situation, I was um, like 15 when my mother left me in uh, Houston, Texas. Um, and came back to Ohio when I was 16 is when she attacked me and then I was into the uh, court system but through all of that time when my mom was first diagnosed we didn't know what that meant it was like okay here's a diagnosis but what does this mean and that's what kind of led me to want to learn more I ended up getting my master's degree in guidance and counseling so I could learn more and now that I'm established in my career it has just been a, become a part of my advocacy and to help other people Wow, love it. Ray, talk to me about your book. Hashtag yes. uh, <laughs> It came out last year, 2019. I was 16 when I said I wanted to write a book because by that time, you know, I was going into Timken Senior High School, my 14th school, living in my third state, and now uh, my eighth household. And I just knew I had a story, I just didn't know what it was, but it became hashtag driven 30 years later and I use this as a resource to help families and friends that have a loved one living with severe mental illness. So while it talks about a lot of other things, it really goes in on the mental health and all of the different uh, experiences and ultimately helping people to know where to go for help, to not be afraid, to not be ashamed of getting help for themselves as well as their loved one. And I share just tips, like I have five, you know, and one of them, Lamar, is just knowing who the people are, like, the, you know, the, the treatment team individuals, whether it's the law enforcement officers who are CIT, uh, crisis intervention team trained, or whatever the organization is called or training is called in your state or city, as well as um, keeping current contact information, because the, the behavioral health care system is a high turnover uh, space <laughs> and people aren't paid the best they can have the most loving and caring heart and this be what they want to do but if you can't like pay your living expenses we may have to just go on even though that's your passion so just making sure you have current information for the people who directly help your uh, loved one and then the organizations in the area so that you can um, know who to call when there is a crisis and what I learned is to not wait until you're in a crisis because that's what I used to do only when there was like we're in deep with my mom being at the almost the worst of worst is when I would reach out for help. Now I, I asked if we could just have like quarterly meetings just to touch base. It, it was more of a proactive and touch base type of thing versus a reactive, what my God, what do we do type of thing. Right. So, you know, one of the things too at our police department that we have, that we have a, what we can call out is we have mobile crisis response. So if we're out on the scene, like I said, they will come to wherever we're at and they will assess the situation. And the other thing too, realizing how big this is, how big mental health uh, illness is. Like in my community involvement unit, we actually have an officer now assigned to just, he pulls up all of the, the mental health, health illness calls. And he goes through them and he does statistics and he also tries to reach out and say, okay, 
how can we get this person help? Yeah, that's that's absolutely awesome. And just to understand or get some perspective of, of where we are with mental health in, in, in this country, there's almost half of um, adults who experience mental health issues and concerns, like 46.3% of adults will experience mental health issues in his or her life, right? And of those who get it, like 41, I say of who get it, but I'm just saying experience mental health issues and concerns, 41 to 43% of adults will seek treatment. But in the African-American community, it's only like 30%. So we have to understand and know that in order for us to live our lives the best that we can, be productive um, and be physically healthy, we have to be uh, mentally healthy. These things go hand in hand. You can't necessarily have one without the other. Um, So we need to make sure our minds are right, our physical bodies are right, and knowing where to go to get the help that we may need. So, okay, so in light of everything going on, okay, so everything that's going on in the world, you know, we have these, these, you know, everybody's protesting. The biggest thing now is for, you know, defund the police. And for a lot of people that don't understand that, it's just saying, okay, let's take some of the money that we're giving to police departments and try to move it into other different areas. So, you know, one of the biggest things, too, is that now people don't really understand. They're saying police officers should not respond to, you know, calls with people with mental illness. And me being an officer for 20 years, that doesn't work. You know, that doesn't work because now you're sending somebody who may be trained. But here's the thing. We don't know what level that this person may be on. It could be on a level one to a, to a million. Mm-hmm. you got this wide range and if they're in a higher range you're putting these workers in jeopardy of being hurt what do you think like just about like as far as police officers responding to calls even though they're trained you get people out here that don't understand that yes i really appreciate this question and in general it's not a one fell swoop uh, uh answer you know this is something that has to be addressed specifically so you say defund the police, as you say, what does that mean? I do not suggest defunding the police in that regard, uh, like just totally taking uh, a portion of funds versus all the funds, whatever that may mean, because I feel that law enforcement is a critical part of the uh, mental health crisis response team. Those who are trained. So you have a situation, if someone calls 911, an officer or officers are dispatched and they're not trained at all. So they're not going in with the mindset of this person may have a mental health uh, issue or prepared to de-escalate the situation with that as a factor, then they may put other tactics that are not necessarily necessary for this person in a situation that he or she is in right at that time. So I strongly encourage, and I'm reading more and more about it again, the crisis intervention team and how they have impacted positively positively impacted the outcomes of individuals who were experiencing a mental health crisis at the time. And in my mind, that's an ideal situation to have a trained officer or officers in addition to social workers or case managers, behavioral health care workers who are going out on the scene. Um, it seems to be the, the one a safer approach. It seems to be a more efficient approach and ultimately a more um, understanding approach to be able to again take that person to the hospital rather than jail mm-hmm. okay. that was the 
That was that was real deep. <laughs> that was really deep. So um, we got one question, and this is actually my daughter. My daughter, you know, she's she's out of Vegas, so she said, "What are some things that you can do during the quarantine to stay in your high, highest vibration?" Be in Vegas. No, I'm just kidding. You're right, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Really, I I feel I, I think this is like applicable to a question I get asked a lot in regards to self care, right? And we can hear it. I mean, the self care industry is now like a billion dollar industry in, in far, as far as things that are considered self care, like going to the spa and whatnot. But what is it for you? What do you enjoy doing? I believe that this quarantine, you know, while people have lost their jobs, a lot of negative things have happened. On another hand, it has given us more time with our family and friends for us to have self-reflection, to understand, you know, how we're going to get through it and what we're going to do when we get out of this, right? You know, this is time for planning. This is time for uh, writing your book, the things that you want to do in life, but you haven't done because you've been so busy. Doctor, the late Dr. Miles Monroe, he talks about having gifts. He said that the the uh, graveyard is like the richest place in the world because people die with their gifts. Our gifts are not for us to keep. Our gifts are for us to share with others, right? So if you know your passion, I really feel that that is what gives you your gifts. What are you passionate about? And that will fuel you to tap into your gifts and share those gifts with others. And like, I truly appreciate you all having me on today because I feel my passion is advocacy for mental health. It led to this book because again, I was 16 when I said I wanted to write a book. I didn't know that it was gonna be like mental health related and helping other people in that regard, but it has, and it has developed into me wanting to do it more and more and to fill the space uh, in regards to African-American community because many of us don't openly talk about it. I commend everybody who does, who um, like Charlemagne the God and, and Shook One and talking about anxiety and depression and other people. Um, you know, even Tamar Braxton, we recently heard about her um, with the attempted suicide. Some people don't talk about that stuff, but when you talk about it, it's, we understand and know that it's real. That's that acknowledgement piece that I talked about in the AAA strategy. Right. If we try to hide things and, you know, just act like they don't happen and no, I ain't related to that person. How is that helping? We have to acknowledge, accept and advocate in order to make this world better. Right. I say, you know, we had a global pandemic <laughs> plus global protests. Right. For me, the equation, the equal sign leads to global change. At this very moment, while you're in quarantine, allow yourself to feel what you're feeling. Don't force yourself to that you got to be on a high vibration because you may not be. You know, I'm going to take you back to <laughs> this movie. It's a children's movie. It was a Disney movie about all the different emotions. You know, happy, sad, and each character was a color. That's real life. You can't always be happy. You can't always be sad. You know, allow yourself... Give yourself permission to feel what you're feeling, but you know you gotta come out of it, right? So if you reach into a two-week span and you're still in the bed and haven't eaten or taken care of yourself physical hygiene-wise, then you may need to, you know, seek some outside therapy and, and treatment. But ultimately, we need to allow ourselves the permission to feel what we're feeling. We're bored, we're depressed, whatever the case may be and reach out to loved ones, reach out to organizations that provide services to help you if you need help lifting up out of your depression or sadness or dark space. Mm -hmm. 
And now, you know, thinking about colors. I'm in dark space. Yeah. Well, I was thinking about if colors was emotions, <laughs> you were a periwinkle. No, I would <laughs> <laughs> There was a blue character on there. <laughs> but again, you see how all the feelings work together. You know, they they create us as human beings. We're we're human, and feel, we we have feelings for a reason. But we just have to learn and understand how to process them. And sometimes through therapy, that's what helps to process them, right? Yeah, listen, I you know, I know everybody's seeing me in social media. I'm always out and about and I'm happy and I'm trying to, but there's moments where I feel like I isolate myself because I don't feel as happy. You know what I mean? Like, I just feel like I need a long time. Right. You know, I kind of just put myself away and I go get my doggy and we just kind of hang out, you know, and paint. Yeah. Yeah. I, find, I find something, I find my vibration. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Sharing your frustration as well. You know, um, I, you were out, I think, on like a little campfire at a fire pit and expressing your frustration for that day. People needed to see that because, again, you have, we have different feelings, different emotions. We feel things. We see things and experience things as well. So we may be that chipper person that people are used to seeing, but there are other aspects of our emotional uh spectrum if you will that we should be allowed to express as well absolutely absolutely so man you got anything else i don't we even went over i know we did i'm sorry but this was so good oh no listen it's all right it's all right because here's the thing like i said if you are watching please share this because your share and tell somebody put hashtag share because somebody could use this Put in there the hashtag National Minority uh, Health Awareness Month as well because I didn't know that. And I mean, that, that really helps somebody. Really yes. World Mental Health uh, Awareness Day, um, an organization that we're hearing about a lot now is WHO, the World Health Organization. But uh, World Mental Health Day is October 10th. Um, but I want to share this. This Saturday, there's a Minority Health and Wellness Fair that will be from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. at 1221 Harrisburg Road right here in Canton. And there's going to be um, COVID safety information, disinfecting procedures, uh, nutrition and health tips, exercise instructors, and just a lot of giveaways. And I just strongly encourage people to please complete your census um, 2020, register to vote, be ready to vote. Your voice uh, makes a difference. You are important in this world. So it's time for us to lift each other up to uh, understand the impact that we're able to have in our communities by using our voices. Absolutely. Thank you. So Corey, like, so for everybody's watching, how can they reach you? We got your, we have your email. Is that correct? Your email right down at the bottom. What social media platforms can they reach you at? You know, your website, all that stuff. Yes, sure. My website is CoreyEmpowers.com. And I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, and a lot of information that I share is, is centered on mental health. So I, I believe it's just something that we need to talk about in our everyday lives and letting people know that the resources are available. So, yes, hit me up, you know, <laughs> share information when you see it, um, because it's important for our community as a whole. Absolutely. You know, I, the thing I, I just like, you know, Corey, she's awesome. You know, you come out, you talk to our girls before and our, our mentor program. You know, you're always out there and about. You're always trying to work for change. And 
just love that about you. But I do have one one problem. So besides, you know, we do have a couple of things in common. You know, besides being mocha chocolate. <laughs> but we're both authors, and I'm trying to figure out why I don't have a copy of this book. I mean, I'll give you a copy of my book. Can we like do like the journey? And, okay. and the, the special treat when you see me in person like Derek did is that you get it signed and you get this nice little uh, bookmark hashtag. Ah, so you like you're special. I am. At what point did that want you realize it? Yes. I can't do this. <laughs> well, listen, I'm Corey. Thank you. Thank you, thank Absolutely. you. And, and we, you know, we go like back even further. You know? well, yeah, 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 yeah. And we used to do a, a recruitment together. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There was an important aspect to help our police and fire departments to be more inclusive and representative of our uh, community. So again, thank you for being, being out there in them streets and helping to change the narrative in regards to the community and police relations, especially for our youth is so important. You know, my son at that time, he was like four or something and he did the commercial for the police department. He said, you know, I want to be a police officer to help people. I want to help people too. And then unfortunately we had these different things that have happened in our in our world and that has totally changed his mind so i just feel so i appreciate what you're doing because it can help our children to have a positive view of law enforcement because we understand and know there are people who are doing things that they should not do but there are those who are doing what they're supposed to do and that's what we want from everyone in every aspect in corporate world in the church in the police departments the fire departments do what you're supposed to do treat people equally it doesn't mean that we don't want people arrested you know there were deaths just this um last night uh and we yes we want justice for those families and condolences to the family we want justice for those families and that's what we're saying when it is law enforcement that they have to have some kind of consequence as well right. so hey I would like justice for Breonna Taylor. I want to say that too. And every other black woman who has still not uh, received justice for her death, Sandra Bland and others. And I thank you all for having me on tonight. Please go to my social media. And I want to share a quote with you all that I share with everyone. And that is, don't allow undesirable circumstances to be excuses for you to fail, but allow them to be reasons for you to excel. So keep excelling, Lamar and Derek. Thank you, guys. He holds me down like an anchor. Because <laughs> <laughs> he has such a big ego. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you, Corey. And uh, we're going to link up, and I'm going to get that book, okay? All right. All right. Thank Bye. you. Take care. Bye. That was awesome. That was really good, Charlotte. Yeah. I hate that. I'm glad you showed up today, too. Well, you're here. It's just draining. Listen, you... I should have took your check before you came in here. You should have. But I didn't want to call and tell you I was sick because then you probably went crazy. So, guys, our trivia question for today... I got a book clicker. Yeah, you do. Because I know we're like... So, so you got to tell them how they got to do this, though. So... The first one to type the answer in the comments, they'll get a hug from me. Yeah. Oh, I'm not putting... Hi, guys. 
we've been listening to a live podcast from Stay Sharp Podcast with Lamar Sharp and Dr. D. Adam. The special guest was Corey Minor Smith, the lady attorney and author and advocate, speaker, and just all around on the move lady their topic seems to be today behavioral health mental health Um, I just at the last 20 minutes of their podcast just noticed it on my Facebook just happened to pop up so I'm sorry that you couldn't get all of it but you may want to see if their podcast is something that you can follow by checking the different platforms like Spotify and the other ones because they seem to have really uh, a good show today and I just Regret that I just learned about it a few minutes ago and grabbed it off the off the air live so that we all could hear a portion of it. Okay, I hope you are having a good day and are staying positive and taking care of yourself. We'll talk later again. Okay, thank you again for joining the live podcast with Dr. D. Adam, police officer Lamar Sharp. He's actually senior. Lamar Sr. and their special guest, attorney and advocate. Corey Miner Smith from Canton, Ohio. Be well and thrive. Mm-hmm.